Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai, a um, film critic for Film Companion. I have with me my good friend and the Midland film critic, Uday Bhatia. Uh, we are back and as promised, we are going to be talking about the big uh, release of last week, uh, which is Lal Singh Chadda. We are not going to be talking about Akshay Madhan, mostly because only one of us has watched it and also secondly, because I don't think personally it's a film worth talking about. It's It's... Uh, I mean, it was one of the worst Hindi films I've seen of the year. So um, we are only going to be talking about the Amir Khan uh, release, which is Lal Singh Chadda. Um, just, it is, as you all know, um, a, a remake of Forrest Gump, the 1994 film, for which Tom Hanks won an Oscar as well. Um, it has been in the news for all the wrong reasons. And uh, it's been a couple of days already. It's not doing too well at the box office. It's gotten mixed reviews, uh, mostly actually more negative than positive. Uh, and the fun part today is that um, one of us really liked the film and one of us absolutely did not. Um, Uday, a few lines about the film before we get into it. Yeah. Uh, so... Um... Uh, as as you mentioned, it's a remake of Forrest Gump, and uh, when we say re- uh, say remake, it really is a remake. Uh, it's a very faithful uh, 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 adaptation of it, and uh, I uh, uh, I would question the wisdom of that uh, so many years after the original. But we'll get to that, I guess. Uh, so um, it's basically about uh, this uh, a boy uh, who then grows up uh, in against the backdrop of a changing India uh, over about 40 years. Uh, his name is uh, Lal Singh Chadda. Uh, we see him first as a, a young boy uh, in Pathan Court. And uh, and he uh, then grows up and uh, then he's later played by uh, Amir Khan as uh, ranging from a man in his 20s to uh, to much later. And um, he uh, his um, uh, 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 his grasp of of life, say, and uh, events around him is not as quick as uh, as the other uh, people around. And uh, it's, um, but he's sort of got this good-hearted simplicity that carries him through life and he just sort of glides through uh, things while major events keep happening around him. Uh, and uh, his uh, mother's played by Mona Singh, who uh, is uh, one of the people who uh, is sort of determined that he live a full life and, uh, and uh, a friend of uh, his uh, named Rupa also uh, sort of uh, is is in his corner and uh, she then becomes his sort of lifelong uh, love uh, and she's played by uh, Karina Kapoor uh, as the older Rupa. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Rahul, before we get into uh, uh, Lal Singh Chadda and what worked and didn't, uh, I just thought we might talk briefly about Forrest Gump, since I uh, yeah, I yeah. think we didn't really touch on it much in our Tom Hanks podcast. Uh, please, yeah, uh, by the yeah. way, listen to our uh, Tom Hanks episode of the podcast. Uh, and uh, because, you know, it's, it's just such a done thing uh, to talk about Forrest Gump when you're talking about Tom Hanks that we sort of skipped it all together. But I'm guessing both of us have this relationship going back as so many people around our age 
uh, in India seem to have with that film. And I was just wondering, like, you know, whether you remember when you saw it for the first time, uh, what impression you had over it and like whether that, uh, you know, relationship with the film has changed over the years. Like, has it become a different film mm-hmm. and you regard it better or worse uh, now as compared to uh, 1994, which is when it came out? Yeah, so even I was going to ask you the same thing that what is our relationship with Forrest Gump exactly? Uh, first of all, maybe as people who grew up watching films and secondly, as now professionals who write about films. It's an interesting one. Um, yeah, we didn't talk, we didn't cover a lot of Forrest Gump when we were uh, doing our Tom Hanks podcast because I think the idea was also to talk about his lesser known roles or maybe the roles we personally loved. Uh, I don't think this featured right on the top of any one of our list there. Um, no. uh, so basically, uh, Forrest Gump, like I think I, I don't remember when I first watched it, I, I was probably a teenager, uh, probably late 90s, I guess, or uh, mid 90s or late 90s. Um, I, I, I did, I really, I did very much enjoy the film when I watched it. Obviously, as a child, when you watch it, you tend to watch it as a fairy tale, through the lens of a fairy tale, through the lens of a fable, which is also, to be fair, how it was designed, right? Like, it, it felt like right. a Disney film. Uh, uh, and I, I very much enjoyed it because, you know, Tom Hanks was the flavor of the moment and through the 90s and, you know, rom-coms apart, he was also this rare... Uh, um, guy who won two Oscars in a row, you know, with Philadelphia and this. And obviously, because of that, Forrest Gump became a big deal for a lot of non-American watchers, non-American countries. It started being started being viewed as that film that, that you know, that sort of upset a lot of contenders that year, the Oscars. And, that, you know, that legacy of it beating, say, a Pulp Fiction or a Shawshank or a Schindler's, I, I'm not sure what the films were, but, you know, it beating a lot of films to win the Oscars, sort of, obviously, uh, uh, that legacy uh, did not obviously age too well. Like, it, we, we see so many films, uh, uh, you know, sort of being judged through a, a lens of hindsight in a way because uh, because of the kind of adulation it got back when it was released. So I felt like that was a little unfair over the years, how it was being derided for uh, for sort of, you know, being that film, being that all-American, easy, Oscar-baity film that won all the awards. Um, I, I enjoyed it as, uh, rec- you know, as, as recently, as like a couple of years ago, I think I watched parts of it. Uh, uh, and I did enjoy it, but there, there's no denying the fact that when you grow older and like most of us have and watch films and it's become a profession now, um, it was impossible to escape the entire sort of watching it through the lens of, say, uh, through a political lens or through a cultural lens uh, and, you know, reading up about why it, uh, why it's such a divisive film. And obviously, the in the last couple of years, the more I've read about the film has obviously affected my sort of, uh, my, my reading or my, I wouldn't say it's affected my enjoyment of the film. I still very much enjoy Tom Hanks' performance. Uh, more than the film itself and and that you know will come to how Lal Singh Chadda is the opposite for me uh, yeah. but but um, but that entire thing about batting for political conservatism being a red state film being a being sort of that very that ode to small town America that a lot of 
uh, that in this current era social media awkwardness and uh, i mean it's it's very easy to sort of look back 20 years 25 years ago at a film that was a product of its times and and then you know be like okay it was a problematic film i don't particularly agree with that way to analyze a film uh, i don't particular because you know you you cannot divorce a film from you cannot look at any film in isolation you have to look at where america was then or you have to look at where the world was then and what uh, why the film did so well for its time and uh, why it was looked at at uh, more than a political story more of a personal story of a, of how if you just put your head down and sort of uh, uh, subscribe to this notion of america uh, uh, of of sort of the american dream then anything is possible um so you know in that sense i don't think it was as sinister as people made it out to be eventually but there is no denying that there were undertones of that and there are if you look back it is uh, very much a product of what we saw in the early 90s or throughout the 90s in hollywood as well as bollywood uh, uh, and you know but uh, again i i I've, i've never had a conflicted relationship with the film as much i i don't think it's it's right up there for me with you know my favorite 90s films but uh, there's never been a time when i've really actively disliked the film or i've taken offense against uh, say tom hanks portrayal of forrest gump or or the script itself uh, i i still very much uh, uh, you know it's a very watchable film so i've never really had problems with the film yeah i i'd say it's pretty much the same for me uh, when i saw it uh, i was a huge fan uh, of course i was i was like really young then and it uh, it had that quality of being like a, a sort of introduction to american pop culture and you know sort of modern american history and uh, it, because it kind of runs through all these events uh, you know watergate vietnam uh, civil rights movement and uh, j- like it's it's just sort of uh, for for someone who you know was just uh starting to see uh, uh english movies on cable and this came with the imprint of oh you know it won an oscar and this is it's supposed to have this great performance in it and all that so it 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 was a for that time viewing it in india it's not surprising that it made the impression that it did and uh, you know the sentimentality that must have sort of bothered people out there because it's a very unabashedly sentimental film in india it was nothing i mean it's 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 the the average uh, hindi film at that time would be way more sentimental so for us it seemed fine uh and uh, and and the yes, even the soundtrack like you know it just sort of uh led me to look up uh, all those bands and singers in it and it was uh, it just came at the right time and and you know so i sort of i really did like the film when it came out and over the years i've kind of uh, it's not a film that i kind of return to to kind of rewatch uh because i uh, i feel like it's just uh, it's not the kind of film that i care too much for any more but it's still very watchable i did watch bits of it the day before i uh, saw lal singh chadda um uh, because apparently i i want to make life difficult for myself and <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i did that and uh, it's it's still extremely watchable and uh, i i mean it's not difficult for me to remember why i liked the film so much even if now it doesn't mean as much to me as as it used to hmm. 
yeah i mean that that's and that's a good point you know it was an introduction for a lot of us also to um, you know to the america of not just hollywood but you know something we assume that uh, the west may look like or the western history that we've so often seen very heavy handedly uh, dealt with in a lot of uh, biopics in a lot of like very serious dramas i felt like the tone of forest gump is really what worked for a lot of people because it was it's really about it's i mean if you look at it it's about a country through the lens of one man uh, who, who sort of you know um, intellectually sort of disadvantaged he's 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 uh, at the beginning of the film he's also physically uh, differently abled and and you know um, all those things are can be looked at as nice little sort of touches to keep the entire sort of tone light hearted i guess that's what worked for a lot of people apart from the sentimentality it's just that change of um, it, it's i mean it wears this whole sort of ruse of uh, having uh, to watch a fictional biopic about a, about a man just wading through the history of a country but it can also be looked at you know as the other way around and i guess that tone is what uh, worked for a lot of us while growing up as well because we weren't used to seeing um you know the lightness of touch and the, the the this unabashed sentimentality that you were talking about we weren't used to seeing films or countries or cultures sort of dealt with uh, dealt with in that way and i guess that's what really arrested the imagination of not just the academy but i'm guessing a lot of us while growing up as well which uh, which you know obviously also and you know the funny part was that tom hanks and amir khan were sort of looked at as you know brothers from another mother sort of thing because of the they're not just a physical uh, resemblance in the 90s um, but also as you know uh, uh, th- that kind of sort of mass wedge class sort of uh, 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 actor come star uh, growing up. and and you know amir khan went on to reiterate his status as someone like that later on in contrast to the other two khans and the other actors of his era so uh, you know one ex- one did expect at one point like i remember specifically thinking that uh, forest gump will be remade in bollywood and amir khan will do it and i was a teenager even then like oh maybe i was 20 or something mm. like that because there was nobody else in my head who who might have done it uh, not not for reasons that it's probably been made today but just on very superficial reasons that they both are uh, sort of they bo- both merged into the same sort of kind of actor in my head uh, and they both look like each other and i i like them both very much as well while growing up because they represented a very different kind of superstar um mm. so so i wasn't you know eventually i was a little surprised that it took like 25 30 years to be made uh, uh, and and uh, and that's why i guess we'll come to the timing of the film which you should maybe talk about um, right now because uh, because when you did find out about lal singh chadda being remade uh, sorry forest gum being remade into lal singh chadda um, was it a little sort of uh, i mean i'm i'm sure it was a little sort of surprising or almost off putting in a way given the times we live in or given the kind of uh, films that are being made right now yeah it was in this i, I mean uh, i have no uh, i i don't uh, feel like uh, lal singh chadda is not the kind of film that can be remade in fact it you know it it lends itself well to a remake 
but mm. uh, i just think i my, my first thought when the news was announced that you know now like in in whatever when like whenever it was announced 2020 or 21 i, I was like these many years later i mean it's it's going to be what are you going to uh, uh, add to it to justify mm. it being made in this day and age uh, assuming that someone has already seen it uh mm. assuming someone has seen it it's really weird because i feel that it adds absolutely nothing uh but it actually like you know there are uh, uh things missing and subtractions which are uh, which are uh, weird and go against the film i think but even for someone who say hasn't seen it uh i i feel like you know these are uh, these are uh, sort of uh, tropes and uh, sort of characters that have uh, uh, done their time now the the whole idea of that savant figure it used to be very big once upon a time you had like you know for a whole like decade decade and a half you had dustin hoffman and rainman and then you had forest gump and then you have sean penn as i am sam and uh, in, in i am sam and there's a whole bunch of others that i'm probably missing out on and uh, it was a real thing and you would like uh, it was almost like seen as you would definitely get an oscar nomination uh, for a performance in one of these films and it became like a trope and then it uh, but uh, i think time moved on uh, but i don't think hindi film really moved on because uh, you've uh, it's it's not like i mean we've only officially remade forest gump now but uh, there have been forest gump like characters in the past like uh, 10 12 years uh, uh, quite a few of them you know if you look at uh, my name is khan uh, there's clearly a forest gump um, sort of influence out there uh, and even a character named jenny uh in that and uh, even tube light i felt uh, had a forest gump like influence uh you could see shades of it maybe in pk uh yeah. and um, uh, maybe some other films also that i'm missing so it's not like the ideas from forest gump have not been sort of already tested out on indian audiences but not as an official remake yeah so basically what worried me was that it was an official sort of remake like it was a remake as you said you know we've been sort of flirting with the idea of forest gump or savant sort of like characters for the longest time in hindi cinema and it comes very naturally to hindi cinema as well you know these films that you mentioned tubelight was a absolute bomb also you know not least because it was a non actor trying to do something really difficult uh but uh, but but you know peter sort of had really worked for me in the time when i watched it um, um as at my name is khan to an extent and and you know that entire trope that you're talking about is nice when you sort of adapt it to the setting of your own sort of environment or your own culture and country uh, which is nice so i, I mean i am always interested to see how filmmakers translate films that have inspired them say in the west or in the east or wherever they take films from and uh, when they decide to translate it into uh, into the realms of their own sort of cultural uh, uh, you know setting i i'm always in- intrigued to see how they do it 
uh, and it very much fascinates me when i see uh, sort of films like my name is khan and uh, and others where where you know you sort of uh, are but are not at the same time sort of paying ode to a uh, to a classic uh, and that's the thing that worried me when i heard about lal singh chadda that it's a remake and maybe the time has passed and maybe uh, uh, you know obviously hindi cinema for me mainstream hindi cinema has always been at least a decade behind uh, uh, mainstream hollywood or mainstream you know uh, english films that are being made um, so i i wasn't at the same time i wasn't in surprise to hear that of course it would be amir khan who would do it and um, i was though however a little sort of uh, surprised by how much i was enjoying the film while watching it because um, see first of all mostly i think the their language of sort of translation first of all making it a sikh character um you know in a country that's very much right now known for the hindu muslim duality uh, and making it a sort of um a, a character that sort of um you know wading through the conflicts of india in the 80s and in the 90s um that for me was i mean i didn't expect a film in 2022 to do that especially something of this scale and you know you're right about the subtractions it made like the the gujarat riots uh, and you know anything after 2014 for that matter uh, uh, but but at the same time i felt like within uh, within what a mainstream hindi film can accomplish right now and we very much know that if there was any mention of the godra riots um the film would not have been released or it would never have been passed uh and those are the times for better or worse we live in and it it is kind of self defeating to choose a forest gum remake uh when there is so much in indian history uh, in especially in the last 30 or 40 years uh, to be covered the fact that they covered all the events except a few obviously is very notable but for me what they did cover gave me a very good idea Uh, of what the film is trying to say uh, in terms of politics because for me it was an update of forest gump if you look back at forest gump right now or um, how it was a nice little sort of very forest gump was obviously an ode to that very small town american conservative uh, uh, bringing and and it was a nice it was a good natured ode i don't think there was anything wrong with it or anything wrong with the fact that it existed of course mm-hmm. history doesn't look at it kindly right now and for for various reasons especially after the donald trump era uh, but i felt like a, a forest gum remake uh, in lal singh chadda is very much a film of its time right now and i i felt like the timing also sort of uh, uh, worked for me in terms of how you're making a fable of um, of basically saying that if you i mean there is no innocence left obviously in the country as compared to say 20 or 30 years ago and it is independence day today we are celebrating 75 years now uh, and and it has to be noted that it's very different from the time we celebrated say 50 years back in 97 uh, um, uh, so so that timing of of showing of making a mainstream film about a character who's absolutely oblivious of these things and going through life and somehow accidentally mastering life in a very conflict ridden nation even though the film is not very uh, very very um, sort of um, expressive in terms of how conflict ridden the nation is or how divisive things are uh, i i felt like when you like a film you 
you sort of end up reading between the lines. So for me, what what they did show, which was the 1984 sort of uh, Blue Star and anti cigarettes and and then uh, a couple of mentions of what happened in the 90s too. Uh, you know, with with the Bombay uh, uh, and and with a, a bunch of other things. I, I felt like it did its job to convey what it might have said about or what a, a character like Lal Singh Chadda would have uh, experienced or thought about going through, say, after the 2000s or going through the Godra riots or going through, uh, uh, it did mention 2611 also in a way, in a very striking manner, which I think we should talk about also. Uh, but in that update of including a Pakistani character as a Lieutenant Dan sort of um, update, uh, Lieutenant Dan version, I, I thought it was a smart thing to do. And I thought also it is as far as a commercial Hindi film can go uh, in terms of what is being censored and and especially given that very booklet dis- disclaimer at the beginning of the film, there is great fear in making these films and Amir Khan is clearly fearful, especially in the last five years. But uh, I thought there were some smart things done in terms of how they adapted a few characters of Forrest Gump and a few, uh, uh, and uh, even politically how they adapted it without uh, being too obvious about it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I agree on some of that, and um, I, I do think that the Lieutenant Dan character out here, uh, who's uh, called Mohammed, he's a Pakistani um, uh, f- uh, soldier, uh, general or something, and uh, he's uh, then saved uh, in his sort of unassuming way by uh, by Lal Singh uh, in the in the Kargil War and uh, he uh, loses his legs and uh, uh, but then um, uh, he uh, lal singh seeks him out and then uh, they kind of team up and it's a nice uh, it's it's i think that is probably the biggest change from forest camp in the sense of like this i i would say it's the smartest adaptation uh, they actually did something with that character uh, rather than just do uh, like as faithful a version as possible, they did something slightly different, uh, which is uh, which I, I guess I, I give them credit for. Um, I don't know. It's like you know. I I mean I I agree that this is a film that is very much of its times in the in the way that it kind of goes through all these uh, events without really. Um, without doing it in a manner that would be offensive to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree that like the omission of uh, of the 2002 riots is very telling of the times that we are in. But I don't think it's a omission that reflects well on the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Amir Khan, uh, Adwait Chandan and screenwriter Atul Kulkarni are all very smart people. Um, uh, they, if they wanted to really put their minds to it and figure out a way to kind of allude to even the 2002 riots, considering that they did 84 and 1992, 93 and uh, a lot of events in between, uh, I feel that there was a way that they would have probably worked out and uh, they might have got it past the censors, but uh, this feels like you know, they didn't even like they just gave up. I mean, that's a very sad um, 
commentary on where hindi film is at currently that goes without saying but uh, i also i don't know it it doesn't feel like like the film were, like had any other intention right from its start like i i don't it doesn't seem like they were going another way and trying to include it and then it kind of got cut out like scenes got cut out or anything seem the film seems pretty seamless that way mm. so i don't know i i don't know if to me if you're not like if you have a gump or a lal singh like character who kind of goes through history without commenting on it and the film is not commenting on it i think all you're left with are the choices that you make like what mm. you include what you exclude because that's it there is there is no uh, there is no extra layer of commentary Uh, there is uh, there there is nothing said so basically w- uh, the only thing that is there is that you know you mention this so you don't mention this and what does that say about the film and i feel it says a lot uh, yeah. but uh, yeah that that was a disappointment for me but uh, maybe not uh, surprising uh, as as you say in, in in this day and age um there is that innocence about the film and it feels a bit grotesque to me also that to have that kind of innocent character now uh, in in today's india uh, running through it 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 uh, i'm not the biggest fan of hirani films but i'll say this for pk uh, I, it it at least there is this sort of uh, there is no innocence to them it's mm. really those are like very cynical films uh, at their heart i think i don't i i, I don't think they the i mean he has innocent characters and all that but i don't think there is any innocence to the films themselves and that to me feels more honest uh, mm. than this and this is a i mean a hiraniesque film in part especially the the you know the whole malaria thing like uh, yeah. whenever um, uh, uh lal singh is is going through life and there's some sort of communal strife or some riots or something happening his mother uh, so, uh says that there's malaria outside you can't go out and uh, basically that becomes like a running uh, joke or whatever motif through the film and uh, it's kind of smart but and it is a very hiraniesque uh, thing to kind of substitute uh something like malaria for that but uh, to me it feels a bit uh, i don't know it, it did not give me a very warm feeling it kind of like it's this sort of forced innocence uh, oh. uh to me which uh, uh, sort of i it seems a bit cutesy and uh, i don't know it didn't didn't work for me yeah um basically you're like i mean i i think you're on uh, your sort of alluding to the degree of uh, i'm not sure if it's in tropic thunder uh, you have i'm sure sure yeah yeah, yeah 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 i mean you're basically alluding to the fact that 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 innocence is uh, that entire ben stiller character where you sort of uh, it's very reactive in the sense that you don't go full retard is the quote that became so famous right uh, and that can be can obviously be very cringeworthy at some points and i know exactly what you mean because um amir khan's performance sort of led me into that zone for a while um yeah. that forced yeah. innocence um you know in stark contrast to forest gump where tom hanks for me was much better than the film he was in um yeah. because because 
Tom Hanks was still, I felt like he still managed to uh, sort of walk that very sort of thin line uh, 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 between not being, uh, I mean, you do not portray someone like that as an absolute child or as a, as an absolute sort of almost a, a non-human character. And I feel like Tom Hanks was never not human in that film or he was never not an adult even when he was speaking the way he was uh, throughout his life and uh, or the even when he was like looking at events a certain way. I felt like uh, Amir Khan got me very close with his very, very... Um, difficult performance to tolerate in this film uh, in fact his performance in pk worked a lot more because of the context because of the fact that he was an alien in human form or whatever so he could get away with anything there um doing something like that here uh, felt a little far fetched and uh, but the thing is for me the film itself that innocence that we are talking about um i, I felt like it did not like sort of um go into that grotesque category that that you were uh, that you were talking about because um, I guess there are a bunch of reasons for that because uh, every film obviously that we see right now that tries to um, be about the India we live in or try to tries to make a commentary about say the how we got here and 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 Lal Singh Chadda is very much in that category about you know the history of India the modern history of India about how we got where we are. Uh, it's not a cynical film at all, which is, I guess, which I can see why it is a problem. Uh, but at the same time, um, I, given that as a kid, I looked at Forrest Gump as pretty much a fairy tale. Uh, I, I was looking at this as something like that as well, like a reminder of what we could have been in a very, very ideal world. Uh, but obviously, the world is not like that. So, you know, using real events to craft a fable. Uh, is always a bit iffy because you don't know whether the film is which side the film is leaning towards reality or fiction right. or fairy tale or 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 you know sort of trying to make a political comment on today's times. Uh, I felt like the film was very much like its character in that sense, you know, uh, trying to be oblivious of what's going on around it and trying to remind the viewer of the fact that um, you know something like religion, something like. Um, something like God, uh, something like divinity is personal. And, and I very much like the fact that there was a very clear allusion to that in Lal Singh Chadda's dialogue uh, when he speaks to the Pakistani friend that he makes eventually. Um, when, of course, the scene itself was crafted exactly with that intent where where this man, Mohammed, comes to and asks him, saying that I've never really seen you uh, religious or pray to God. I've never seen you go to a Gurudwara. I've never really seen you do anything like that. And and this is after, I like the fact that the film made Lal Singh uh, Chadda a person who finds his own meaning of religion. Um, right. And and that he, because it, it has to be noted here that his mother cuts off, uh, I, I mean, sort of uh, makes him sort of when they are going through the anti-Sikh riots, uh, uh, the turban is done away with very early in the film to escape uh, the violence and to escape certain death in Delhi. Uh, uh, and uh, Lal Singh Chadda goes through most of his adulthood without a turban. And when he finally does decide to retain that turban, it is on his own terms and his own understanding of not exactly religion, uh, but his own understanding of the identity of his family. And uh, because he looks at his predecessors, uh, 
and then decides that okay he can look a little like them so the fact that he finds his own religion and tells uh, 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 mohammed that you know it's in it's in me and i don't like that is for me that was a way of also saying that you know patriotism is personal uh, nationalism is personal a lot of things that we feel today or that we are forced to feel by the times we live in by the government that is in rule right now i felt like that was a strong enough message to give to people who are looking for that message or to people who are at least uh, have their eyes open uh, through the film and are sort of looking uh, uh, beyond the anti cynicism of the film uh, and i felt like that was a very very nice moment that sort of defined the film for me as well like because mm-hmm. till then even i thought it was you know politically ambivalent it was sort of escapist uh, it was uh, running the risk of going into a category that could not be even uh uh like forest gum be construed as an ode to a certain type of india but when lal singh chadda did do that and was portrayed as a person who has his own definition of humanity and religion i felt like um i felt like that was that innocence that is not entirely oblivious or not entirely um uh, not entirely like disney like that the film was you know in danger of sort of uh, uh, falling in Hmm hmm hmm. I uh, yeah, look. I'll I'll give you that, and uh, I mean I I don't expect uh, a lot of viewers to share the deep dark cynical pit that I have fallen into. Uh, hmm. uh, so uh, I I I I'm I think if people can get the uh, you know the the sweetness and the sort of a uh, general optimism of lal singh chadda they can get something out of it i'm very happy uh, i couldn't find it but uh, you know i i mean if people can find it in that that's uh, that would be nice especially for a film that's been uh, sort of unfairly targeted in the way that it has uh, i i hope it does bring some joy to the people who are seeing it and they don't have to just pretend that uh, Uh, that 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 they're uh, uh, you know uh, liking it uh, and uh, i uh, uh, since we uh, mentioned the amir performance i just wanted to add a bit there also because it's just i i mean i really did not like the performance and this is coming from somewhere someone who doesn't mind like uh, like uh, recent amir like uh, i've i found uh, in dangal uh, i think you were very irritated with this performance whereas i quite uh, liked it uh, and uh, in secret superstar also i thought he was quite funny uh, in a mm. crazy comical way and but in here out here it just did not work for me i think uh, PK was a better Forest Gump ish performance than uh, yeah. than this one. I think that had like great physical comedy, and uh, I mean I uh, I must admit it took me a while to admit that, but uh, I I grew to like the PK performance quite a lot, and yeah. I don't think that will happen with Lal Singh Chadda for me because. A, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy to have a fifty-seven year old play a college student. uh and then a young guy in the army uh for large stretches of the film uh tom mm. hanks i checked was uh, not in his 40s when he did gump uh like in his late 30s i think and uh, that is still acceptable i guess amir would have been around there when he did like three idiots or something uh, a little older than that but uh, that was still 
I guess the limit at which you could, uh, you know, the rubber band was stretched, but it was still okay. I think Amir playing the the you know the young college kid in in Three Idiots. I think everything after that has been just like parody. Both of us use that that phrase parody, mm-hmm. and I think it's that. And, and you mentioned that it's a parody, but you're not. You don't even know what he's parodying. It's crazy. It's yeah. like. Uh, I, I I don't understand what this performance is and it the effort into making him look young and uh, is is just distracting because the person whom I was watching this film with at one point she asked me has his is that his body or has his head been superimposed on someone else's body and you know the point is that it might be his body but it's just like the 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 amount of makeup or whatever or i i don't even know uh, botox or whatever and and uh, muscling up or muscling down and which has happened to make him seem plausible as a man in his 20s when he's 57 just makes everything look unnatural so you you start to uh, you know you, you start to question it even when it might be the case that, that actually is his head and his body it does not look like uh, uh, like a normal human being, it has a sort of alienish quality to it. And then on top of that, he really like he 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 uh, he just uh, goes completely over the top. And I don't think it's a good choice for a character like this. Uh, Hanks, uh, uh, the 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 one thing that he he does is like really stretch out his syllables as as for his gum, but his movements are very. Uh, restrained and he doesn't have like any crazy mannerisms or uh, voice things that he's doing in Amir Khan in the whole thing is doing this weird sort of hum that he does before he speaks and he has all these like sort of uh, little movements of the head and hands and everything and it's it's very distracting and it's uh, I don't think that's the way you play this kind of character in 2022. I think uh, people have moved beyond that. Actors have moved beyond that. And uh, Amir has not. Maybe because he's had like a relationship in his mind with this film uh, for so long. And perhaps the performance that would have worked 10 years ago might have worked for me also. Uh, Today Mm -hmm. does not. Yeah, and and I guess with Amir... You know, I, I I keep mentioning this as much as I can in any Amir film review I do. Uh, and I think I'd mentioned it in the Thugs of Hindustan review as well. There's a very sort of, um, it's almost a very patronizing way to look at Hindi film audiences. See, I, enti- I don't entirely blame him for being the way he is and being, um, being this sort of thinking actor uh, who thinks that he knows better uh, as far as what the audiences need and want and want to see and as far as films should how films should be sold to particular audiences and I guess that there's in each of his performances it always feels like he's talking down uh, to the audiences with his little ticks and with his uh, he it always feels like he's parroting our perception of how that character should be and uh, and this happens with every character. It's not just uh, Lal Singh Chadda. It happened, it happened with the Thugs of Hindustan character. For me, it happened with the Dangal character as well, with PK. Even though I'd like this PK performance eventually. But it's it just one of those things where it always feels like he uh, is looking at how we are looking at films and life. 
and he decides to do a take on that instead of doing something that fits in context of the story that he's doing or the narrative that he's portraying uh, and it never works it 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 never it never has worked for me in the last 10 or 15 years as an and i was a big amir 90s sort of fan as well so uh, you know and this especially with a film like lal singh chadda i think it stands out all the more because tom hanks played it as a poker face person for mm. most like he, in fact that his entire the entire charm of the forest gum character was that he was absolutely expressionless throughout mm. the film and you know despite going on this journey that required so many expressions he was sort of not emotionally um not emotionally uh, evolved enough to uh, sort of portray any of them even though it never felt like he didn't feel those emotions and amir obviously is playing it on the other end of the spectrum his face is doing funny things and it's all the more worse because the child who plays young amir in the film gets it right yeah. like yeah. he actually true. gets it right <laughs> he does not really i mean he was more forest gump than forest gump and uh, and you know he has those big bright expressive eyes uh, and he does it so well and that that scene where he starts running as well if you notice his face even while running it's absolutely poker faced and that's the way to do it like i mean that's that's the essence of the character you're trying to portray that a world a world a country is changing around you mm. and this character seems almost unmoved but at the same time he's affecting the history of that nation uh, and he's not sort of getting carried away in that in the in the magnitude of every moment that he's inadvertently sort of uh, shaping and uh, no but as soon as he becomes adult amir um, that child actor whatever he did uh, sort of almost gets ruined because of that and it's because amir is a totally different character as compared to what the what the young actor did uh, as a as a young sort of lal singh chadda and uh, and this happens with every amir performance so i wasn't really surprised to see it and i also feel and this may i mean this is obviously after a little bit of discourse that we've seen in the last 4 or 5 days um everyone's been talking about karina kapoor's performance right as as rupa um no, have oh, and, oh, i must oh yeah yeah they i mean uh, she is is been for a lot of people the best part of the film and it's been the best performance of apparent i mean the ones who've really gone all out are saying it's the best performance of a career which we'll come to uh <laughs> but Okay. but um, the the character of rupa is first of all i must mention it's extremely well sort of thought out in the sense that they made her uh, this abu salem monica bedi sort of thing in the 90s in 90s india in that bollywood dubai nexus i thought that was very smart translation as well because uh, we didn't have the sort of sort of counter culture movement that the america of the 70s had with jenny and uh, uh, and, and jenny eventually sort of fell prey to that uh, right. and i like the fact that they made uh, rupa very much um, a product of the india she was sort of occupying and which and the 90s was pretty much defined by this nexus in this post liberalization sort of uh, uh, country and her starry eyed sort of ambition to be rich at any cost was very very refreshing to see even mm. though it came at the cost of her moral integrity and we don't see that happen with a lot of female characters especially if they are quote unquote heroines in uh, in a big film 
and mm. Karina Kapoor has spent most of her career played hero playing heroines to big male leads and that's an absolute waste of talent but it she has been known for that and i felt like that was a nice subversion of the way i mean rupa was sort of written and i, I thought it was very smart to sort of make rupa uh, a, a woman with agency but falling sort of prey to her own uh, uh, you know her own voice or her own uh, ambition and um, i thought it was a good cultural translation but i felt like people are reacting to karina kapoor's performance which for me was strictly above average uh, yeah because amir was bad you know <laughs> yeah, you are sort of comparing it you are comparing it subconsciously to the central performance of the film you are uh, you are talking about a woman who is shaping lal singh chadda and lal singh chadda himself is shaping the nation so you are obviously talking about a woman at the core of it also obviously her performance will seem muted in comparison and it has to be mentioned that i didn't think it was phenomenal or anything i thought karina kapoor just uh, sort of hit the brief uh she did as much and it was a small role and it uh, she did as much as was expected what i did find odd is that they retained jenny's death in the sense that she died of a unspecified disease in forest gump which was presumably aids uh yeah. given uh, where she came from but she, they made uh, rupa's character die also of an unspecified disease when it mm. would have very much fit into the indian context to have her die dramatically given the environment she comes from right yeah i mm, yeah, i agree uh, i i i uh, again i thought it was a competent performance by her um uh, without being like uh, particularly striking for me i thought mona singh was actually uh, uh, the best performance uh, in the film uh, as as lal singh's mother uh and uh, i mean at least she is the only one who kind of moved me and i i yeah, you know i i thought she was uh, uh a good um, uh, sort of uh, comparison to uh, sally sally field in the in the original and um, i don't know it was uh, karina kapoor didn't really uh, 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 sort of seem either way and but rupa was i i think a fairly smartly adapted character Uh, uh as as you know she, because she moves through like very 90s sort of things she wants to be a model at the time when modeling was becoming huge in india mm. then she wants to be an actor and uh, the model to actor thing was again a very very big thing at that time that sort of uh, uh, a platform and uh, and of course as you mentioned the whole gang influence does become a very big thing uh i'm going to segue from here into the film's use of real life events and uh, we've talked about the political ones but the smaller ones though you know big big events but uh, uh, you know not not as big as say the riots or anything but uh, uh, things like uh, the uh, 84 world cup victory there 83 world cup victory there and uh, uh, so on mm. and, and then you have the uh, the the uh, the beauty pageant 94 and and so on and um, i think there is uh, it it does it does this to a lesser extent than forest gump which has this a lot and i was wondering why that might be uh, do you have any theories because if you remember forest gump there is yeah. a lot of twinning and inserting of gump into these events and stuff 
the hmm. only real insertion of gum of lal singh into a into a uh, sort of uh, uh, characters life a famous characters life is the sharuk cameo which i was hmm. very charmed by uh, it's a little awkward uh, it's hmm. meant to i think parallel the the uh, the elvis scene in in forest yeah. gum and uh, yeah. but i think it's still i mean who if, if how can you not like that scene really it's is just it was quite delightful and um, yeah but that was pretty much it whereas there that's only one of many such scenes in forest gump and i was wondering whether they did it out here because in india just getting rights to things is such a pain and uh, they just didn't want to go through that thing beyond like one or two small examples or whether it might be a thing that they still did not trust their technology to kind of put uh, uh, uh lal singh into these situations and not make it look stupid or you know is there mm. another reason i feel like it's a bit of both and you're right i was a little underwhelmed with how less they used that particular trope for his gum because that was the most enjoyable part of for his gum right like that was the yeah. reason a lot of people fell in love with the film as well uh, the elvis scene was so famous uh, and it was beautiful how they made it a sharukh khan thing here it brought a wide smile on my face yeah, and yeah. it's been a wide smile in a theater while watching a hindi film yeah. uh, and, and that really was such a nice touch but you know there was a forest gump also moment where he sort of inadvertently influences john lennon's imagine yeah um, when he's put into uh, into the footage when he sort of integrated in and i was expecting more of that here say with someone i even mentioned it in my review that i'm surprised they didn't go with like a musician or an ar rahman sort of thing or some big cultural moment like sachin uh, sachin how do you not have sachin in this film it's crazy no, i was i was so expecting it when when they were in dubai and it was around the same time of sachin's innings in 98 the sharjah said like it's going to happen they are going there but they yeah. did not and i was like no maybe they are trying too hard to resist it or sure there must be a rights problem definitely uh, but uh, except for a very brief glimpse of a few indian cricketers at an airport or something in this film where they are wearing india jerseys uh, right. and, and there's there's really nothing about indian cricket except the 1983 world cup win because that sachin thing could have very well uh, done what the sharukh khan scene did right like it yeah. it could have very well sort of had us very much into that uh, put uh, su- have us suspended in that very crowd pleasing nice Uh, heartwarming sort of thing that Forrest Gump did so well, and yeah. I was disappointed because they had the Dubai thing in. They had the entire nexus between, you know, the underworld and Bollywood, and there was no reason it could not have been extended to cricket. But that there is also an answer in that, like because obviously, given who the BCCI is right now and what who it's headed by, I'm pretty sure there would have been. I mean, there might have been issues sort of uh, going into that particular zone, I guess. um uh, especially if you're you know it could have been done in an innocent way you know the sharjah storm is even bereft of the match fixing allegations and the entire world that murky world that cricket sort of descended into after that so it could have been done in innocent ways i i don't i really don't know why they didn't do more of that because there was a lot more that could have been done sharukh and sachin too alone 
uh, are two big things uh, and big enough things. And if they wanted to be more niche, they could have done an A.R. Rahman thing or they could have done something or the other uh, or Lata Mangeshkar thing for that matter. But mm-hmm. I guess it's a combination of the factors you're mentioning. And, and that did rob the film a little um, more of that, uh, that, that lightness of touch that Forrest Gump so uh, mastered at that uh, and which which did make it so loved uh, for so long. Uh, though I did, um, I mean, I, I would also like to address that sequence, the Cargill War sequence, um, mm. which, um, what did you think of it? See, first of all, like, I like the fact that they, uh, I, first of all, I, when I saw Manav, which played the Pakistani general, did not expect him to be the Lieutenant Dan, which I thought was a great yeah. touch. Uh, yeah, but they also have Shiv Pandit in that scene, if you reckon, if you know, uh, if you may have uh, recognized him. He's the he's the Indian Army general. He's the sort of mm-hmm. equivalent. And uh, I thought which was, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it went out in the edit and his role must have been bigger. But I felt like accidentally it served as a nice little red herring because it leads a lot of us, including me, to think that the Shiv Pandit character is going to be uh, the man that... Um, uh, Lal Singh Chadda eventually befriends and becomes business partners with and rescues inadvertently. And I like that little reading and I thought that war sequence was shot very well as well and edited very well. Like because in terms of a lot of war movies that we've been seeing and even you've written a lot of about it, uh, I was keen to know what you thought about that particular sequence. I thought it was very good. That was my, I, I think that is my uh, favorite stretch of the film. I think it's excellent. Uh, in, and uh, for some reason, uh, India still, I mean, Hindi films still can't do action great, which is something we've discussed ad nauseum now. But they've got the grammar of war films for some reason. Uh, even uh, even like mediocre films are doing pretty good war, uh, war facsimiles sort of in, in like scenes in their films. And, and this was a, a very competently done uh, scene, I think. And it kind of changed the mood a bit. It makes it a slightly mm. grittier uh, film than it is before and after. And uh, having the Shiv Pandit character is a good red herring. It's it's excellent. <laughs> it only dawned on me that uh, this guy was going to be Lieutenant Dan after he kind of carries him back and uh, he's injured. And then I was like, oh, uh, you know, that's smart. <laughs> that, that's I mean, no matter what they do with it, uh, it's a it's a fairly smart idea. I, I thought that was a good, good sequence. The whole war thing was nice and the idea that he's sort of carrying back um, uh, enemies and uh, his own uh, uh, people, uh, 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 his own uh, soldiers uh, is a nice, uh, nice little touch. And it is uh, sort of an, uh, a window into the films, uh, slightly utopian, but generally uh, sweet and well-meaning politics, I thought it was a good sequence. What did you uh, what did you make of the character of Mohammed or and his arc? Because I found myself like sort of grappling with it a bit. Because I mean, obviously, it's nice that you know there's this uh, Indian guy who's absolutely oblivious of his Indianness, who is uh, <laughs> eventually ends up rescuing this man who's a Pakistani and who's lost faith in his own country and who has great bitterness towards his own country and his country's. Or, or a particular section's interpretation of Islam. 
um mm. and they make it very they make it very blatant that mohammed is a character disillusioned with the kind of islam that was sold to him in pakistan and mm. the fact that they abandoned him and left him to die while an indian man sort of rescued him it could be construed as that entire indians are good pakistan is a bad thing that a lot of hindi films sort of play into but i thought there was more to it than that and that sequence where he sees uh, kasab in the 2611 um, attacks and that's that um, that's the trigger for him to go back and try to maybe reform his own country uh, or his own particular uh, or or his own sort of section of people of their sort of brainwashing of a particular islam that sold to them i thought that was a very strong moment and it was in danger of being of falling into the trap of you know being islamophobic but being liberal at the same sort of way because it it did glorify indians uh, for their goodness uh, because lal singh chadda is that person and it did sort of um, also look down on the way pakistan tends to look at their own religion and it was a bit iffy but i the more i thought about it the more i like the fact that um, the it's just that lal singh was bereft of uh his own national identity in a way it was almost incidental to him that he was indian or that he was sikh or that he represented a certain nation um so that sort of worked for me in the long run what did you think of it uh, i mean it is heavy handed for sure uh, mm-hmm. like the arc because the way that it kind of uh, he becomes a sort of way for the film to talk about religious extremism uh um in a sort of indirect manner um well it becomes pretty direct after the kasab thing when he says like in the name of religion they brainwash people and stuff like that and uh, obviously you know if you're looking at it from that lens then people might ask why don't you spread that sentiment around and have it like uh, include uh, like Uh, all uh, you know all all kinds of players in in that sort of thing but um, in general i i liked the idea of having this sort of man uh, man abandoned by his country um uh, and uh, a man who doesn't really care where he is uh, together and trying to figure things out though i i do think that the idea of uh, country and abandonment and uh, issues like that are probably dealt with a little better even in like uh, not great films like bharat uh, which i thought had a nice uh, episode in which that whole cross border thing is happening and i thought that was uh, a more satisfying look for me at that than this which i thought is i don't know is heavy handed and sort of trying to be uh, like you know moving towards that very uh, hindi film uh, uh, sort of vague thing of saying you know oh you know there should not be religious extremism and is extremism bad without kind of uh, uh, having any um, uh, without having a dog in the fight uh, as it were like uh, it's sort of is just like preaching from a pulpit really so uh didn't really care for the arc but i thought the idea in general of having uh, mohammed as that character was a good one mm. 
yeah another thing that really worked for me was the rupa uh, underwent banyan thing that eventually <laughs> which is the which is the equivalent of the shrimp business in forest gum yeah. i thought i didn't see that one coming because i knew <laughs> that the character was named yeah, rupa neither, neither did i the person i was seeing it with uh, kind of uh, caught it somewhere around about 15 minutes before that punchline happened but it was pretty funny yeah that i mean it was it was nice to see and i mean i haven't uh, sort of uh, i mean the the fact that they might have somehow got the rights for that as compared to like the littler events that they could have shown feels yeah. a little weird because rupa was a i mean obviously it's a, one of the biggest parts of the film he starts an empire and uh, rupa given that the company might have sort of been okay with that and granted rights to you know amir khan for that is is it's it shows that the the makers were not incapable of getting rights to things that they might have wanted to portray as you said and yeah. the fact that they might not have done as much is obviously a little bit disappointing and i you know i won't deny that i felt like wanting more from a film that was uh you know did a did a patchy job sort of doing uh, portraying the major events but the minor events it could have gone all out in uh, with uh, because yeah. god knows yeah. india have had enough events in the last 30 35 years i also expected the earthquake to make a cameo but little disappointed that gujarat was uh, done away with altogether not surprisingly um yeah. but um yeah i mean all in all I, as i said you know it, it um i felt like the personal eventually transcended the political for me as i said that innocence that i was talking about and especially mm. in the time we live in that uh, utopian naivety that lack of cynicism sometimes it works depends on depending on when uh, you're living in a particular country this may not have worked maybe a couple of years ago before the pandemic but i do feel the pandemic has contributed to my relationship with this film as well um because especially because of how um you know how particularly bitter the discourse has gotten in the last two years whether it comes to bollywood or whether it comes to <coughs> whether it comes to politics or whether it comes to any other uh, sort of uh, any other field or dimension it's gotten particularly bad in the last two years and i feel like that has also sort of made me want to smile through the film more than uh, having me sort of uh, naturally smile through that film and and i take it as a part and parcel of of watching and reviewing and um, and sort of um, digesting films on a week to week or year to year basis and i very much know that if it was any other year uh, it my reaction would have been different i don't know if i would have liked it more or liked it less but i do know it would have been very different and that says i guess more about the country we live in right now and um and you know the mood right now around and how sort of fragile it is as compared to say like 10 years ago when pk came out or or you know like 15 years ago when my name is khan uh, sort of came out right. you know you're absolutely right and it's like uh, i mean It, it it gives me no pleasure to not find much to like in this film i would much yeah. rather have liked it and like uh, it's and it uh, it's very irritating to you know get reactions from people who would have like wanted this film to be boycotted and saying yes this review is like 
thrashing the film whatever and i'm like it's i'm thrashing you uh, like <laughs> it's, it's just read the review but uh, anyways it's uh, it is just a very sad place that we're at and uh, as i as i said earlier that i'm very happy if people can find uh, reasons to like this film and all that and i mean i I'm, uh, i i hope it does well though it doesn't seem to have been doing yeah. great uh, the only interesting uh, thing to me is that raksha bandhan seems to have done even worse so yeah. i mean uh, anyone who is uh, saying that you know there's uh, and you know the uh, the the whole thing is that this is a film that has gone out of its way not to offend it's uh, yeah. it's it's like it is a i feel like a fairly politically inert film uh, mm. you know and if this is the kind of film that people are just like you know boycott and and uh, just like uh, trying to get it uh, you know trying to kill it from uh, much before it releases then you may as well not try and appease people to the extent that i think this film does as like you know just take some risk anyways they're going to be after you it's like it it doesn't matter i i think it's just like it's the the uselessness of trying to win over uh the uh, kind of close minded bigots who would want a boycott of this film is not worth the effort i don't think it helps i think you just end up harming your own film and you may as well take whatever risk that you would like to take which are probably not even really risks but have become so in this kind of climate i think it's worth taking them simply because these people will just uh try and find a reason to knock you down anyways it doesn't matter yeah very well said because <clears throat> i mean amit's performance is emblematic of how far the film wants to go to not offend anyone right like he didn't want to offend uh, everyone from the sikhs to the you know differently able to the autistic to but that's what his performance was it was a little bit of nothing um, and that's what i ended up writing as well that's the performance was sort of steeped in a fear of um, of inviting controversy and i guess that's the what you said you know uh, the political inertia of the film the fact that a film as say somewhat politically inert as this can still be considered by someone like me who's watching the film through a particular lens as um politically um almost secretive or expressive mm-hmm. in a very very disquieting way um mm-hmm. says so much right like even inertia is considered a language of expression now Mm-hmm. um basically if you if you shut up and don't say anything in favor of the people in favor of the powers that be you are mm-hmm. already being defiant against them that's the stage we've reached and um silence is construed as uh, as as courage now and yeah. um, and and that's the thing like i agree i totally agree with what you say on paper about like anyways you're going to offend them may as well take some risks um and you know it it, it does sound like easier sort of said than done but even i agree with the sentiment like that is uh, i'd like to believe that that's how you go down like in you know in flames but um, but that's the thing like i think that there is so much money on the line so much 
sort of um there's so much on the line for a lot of these people who are making films on such a big scale that mm. fear is their default notion which means that um rather than appeasing even sort of not offending um and at the same time keeping quiet about things that can trigger the the people uh, in power i i think uh, is considered to be expressive and i guess that's what I, even i found in this film that they they didn't say a lot of things but from what they said i try to extend it into what they didn't say and that's that's enough like it's it's for me it's the equivalent of sharukh khan um sort of not tweeting like the other stars do in mm-hmm. favor or in sort of um sort of praising the government for no particular reason because they've just mm-hmm. probably been told to just tweet in favor of them the fact that certain stars like sharukh and salman probably um, don't do it for me is also a mark of courage in a mm. way or a mark of dissent in their own way because god knows we know that you know it it's they are in um, they are in the sort of um, sort of crosshairs of the particular of the current administration and they are in uh, they are under notice for whatever reasons for their religious identity for what they represent in bollywood as well uh and this current hate wave against bollywood is very much stemmed in current sort of wave against uh, religious minorities as well and them being superstars and them representing the country for so long uh i do find it like weirdly uh sort of nice that people like sharukh do not um do things like say saina nehwal does or or like say <coughs> karan johar does on a regular basis which i find very spineless um and and i like that and i guess it's sad that we've come to that sort of stage where we are sort of looking at apolitical uh, people as or people who don't say much as um, as courageous people and i guess the film is pretty much an extension of that yeah i think so uh, in in that sense yes it is very much a film of 2022 um, yeah. even if it you know may not have great reasons to be um, to be made right now it does uh, speak of its times just by its you know its choices yeah uh, yeah i guess um, i guess that's uh, pretty much it about lal singh chadda is there anything else you'd like to touch on um uh no that's pretty much it i think uh, again uh, another very big hindi film in which i was completely untouched by the music like not one song uh, made its way into my head i hadn't heard any of them really uh, before mm. much and uh, i didn't leave the theater with any one of them making any impression on me at all and uh, mm. i don't know if you had that experience or not i mean i i found myself little moved by the music uh, but i think only the maybe the more the lyrics than the music Uh, mm. but uh, i found it weird that the india gate song was very arijit singh like very sort of mohit suri film sort of brooding which didn't go very much <coughs> with his with the character so much as the character this full unrequited love thing happening with lal singh mm. chadda it felt mm-hmm. like a very weird shift of tone um uh, like i know preetam sort of done the music and all but uh, It, it did feel like very early anurag basu gangster which is made <laughs> own way because gangster is also about a gangster and and his mistress and karina kapoor plays pretty much that role in this but yeah it did feel a little tonally off um yeah but o- o- overall i felt like there was more to find 
in the lyrics in the words of uh, amita bhattacharya um then there often is <laughs> there often is and it's unfortunate that he gets noticed for a, a film like brahmastra and something harmless like that um yeah. but no, for better or worse uh, i did find a lot of meaning in his words of especially the theme track um but um and it that that did more for the script than the actual screenplay did um yeah. it was the first time my ears were attuned to lyrics because i'm not a lyrics person even i've told you this 100 times as well i don't listen to the words it's more, mostly the melodies and the music that sway me uh, this was the first time it was the opposite and i guess it stems out <coughs> Uh, from the fact that the film itself uh, was so straddling a fence that i was looking for meaning in in the few songs that were were uh, that were there and i did find some but yeah there's nothing i'll be left humming with at the end of the year <coughs> so um, yeah i guess uh, we are we are done with uh, lal singh chadda uh, podcast which we were very much looking forward to because so rare film where other and me are totally at different ends of the spectrum but expectedly i think we did end up discussing a lot from each other's lens which was very helpful as well um yeah. i'm glad we uh, we only discussed this film and not the other film of uh, the week which would have been sort of a downer given that there was a lot to talk about with lal singh chadda and i have a very sneaky feeling there will be a lot to talk about uh of this film you know over the coming months as well or how it ends up uh you know in sort of conscience in public conscience over time which maybe we will address at the end of the year but yeah that's what we are we are done with lal singh chadda we will be back uh hopefully next week talking about anurag kashyap's new film um which is dobara stars tapsi pannu and uh, um if there's anything else we'll probably be talking about that as well depending on what we watch and review Uh, thanks for joining us and thanks Uday for joining me uh, do write into us if you have any uh, other suggestions um, till then take care happy independence day uh, which is ironic but it is what it is and um, do watch lal singh chadda if you have the opportunity to and if you like or dislike it <coughs> it's better to watch it and dislike it than to just ban it or boycott a film in the first place at least we have a reason to diss the film or not diss the film right now so you know that's really not the way to go that is why i would just sort of recommend watching the film um thanks for joining us and see you next week